Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is intended solely for the purpose of personal growth and not as a replacement for professional psychological support. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of this show are not meant to be taken as medical advice. It is very important to seek the help of a qualified medical practitioner when making any shifts to psychiatric medication you may be taking, or if you are experiencing extreme psychological distress. Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adults ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer and the Great Mountain podcast. everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Michael Joseph Ferguson. How are you? Happy 2019. I hope your year is off to a good start. Uh, Today's topic is uh, my top 10 tips for getting your year off to a good start as a hunter type. Every year, uh, beginning of the year, I try to do my pep talk for the new year and also review some of the work that I've done with my clients and try to get this to uh, a very succinct podcast to really give you what you need to get inspired and take those steps you need to take so that you can really get your year off to a good start as a hunter type. So stay tuned for that. So first off, I'm really excited to announce we are doing our next live online workshop that is coming up starting on January 19th. And this is our fourth workshop that we've done. And uh, I know many of you have been asking for it. We've got a lot of emails. Some of you have been turned away on previous ones because we were full. So our next one is starting January 19th. It's going to be four sessions, four two and a half hour sessions each. And we're going to be covering the four key pieces that I think most hunter types need support in, and especially getting your year off to a good start. This is this is really the workshop. Uh, I think for hunter types, this has been distilled down both from 
all of the key pieces from the book, but more importantly, it has been filtered through many, many, many coaching clients as well as even previous workshops. So we've really dialed this in to something that I feel like is the essentials that you need to really get the year off right, to get the support you need to get your, um, to get your life going in a good direction. Uh, and especially having the component of community support, it really is often the key ingredient. Even one-on-one coaching, as I, which I totally believe in and I love, it, there's something from the community experience that is you just can't get it from anything else. It's the community support, it's being held accountable, but it's also just being able to talk through things with people that are like-minded that can empathize and understand as well as offer support and tips and suggestions on what's working with their lives. Uh, there's just so much that can be done through these workshops that I've just watched so much magic happen. So I'm really excited that we've got the next one coming up. So, Uh, The topics are, so there's four sessions. The first session will be life visioning and goal setting. Second session will be time management. Third session will be wellness planning. And the fourth session is creating a a good support system. And those are key. Those are even the order is very specific to getting each of those pieces dialed in so that the next piece supports the previous piece. So, um, just to go through it a little bit, um, life visioning and goal setting is going to be covering, it's basically, this is a workshop. So we're creating the space for you to take the time out of your schedule, stop, catch your breath and state clearly what is the direction you want to move with your life. And we'll be doing some of the exercises from the book, but then these have been distilled down and turned into workshop related items so that you can really get the support you need. So each, as you do all the exercises, as you go through the workshop, which there's not a lot of homework, so it's mostly getting it, doing it live on the workshop. And and that's intentional because I know a lot of you, we all hunter types have a challenge with having a lot of homework. I have, I definitely push away from homework, especially when I'm doing any kind of like online learning. So we're going to be doing a lot of this live. So, um, With the life visioning and goal setting, not only will you be taking and distilling down some of the goals that you have in different areas of your life, like work, health, relationships, finances, spelling those goals out, getting clear about what they are, but more importantly, then taking and getting to key action items that you can start putting on your schedule and getting some habits in place so you can really move towards and achieve those goals that you've set for yourself. So we start off with life visioning and goal setting. Second session is time management. So that is that's everything from planners, your calendar, scheduling, reminders. These are like essential support pieces for hunter types and and actually taking time and splitting it up so you know when you're going to be doing certain things Uh, as well as doing things like mind mapping. I'm going to be doing a live mind mapping session on this workshop where I actually walk you through the steps. You can actually see me do it live uh, using some software so you have a sense of like how do you start your day, plan your day, then prioritize and then get that down into at least the key actions you know you need to achieve that day. So it also is like getting rid of the distractions, making sure that that you're hitting the right items each day for a really successful day. And again, it comes back to if we start with life visioning and goal setting, then the things that are going to be on your list are going to be you know, some of it's the day-to-day stuff, and then some of it will be making sure you're focusing on those things that you that most matter to you. 
So that's the time management section. A lot of stuff. That's a full session. And uh, that always that tends to be one of the ones that people mention the most. And we keep coming back to that. And each time we learn a little bit about what works with people and what doesn't. I've also every every year I learn more from coaching clients. So I take I bring that into each of these sessions as well. Uh, Third session is wellness planning. And that is uh, planning your cardio, your nutrition, all of your wellness planning throughout the year, getting that in place so you know that you're taking good care of your health and your body and you're nurturing yourself so you can be clear, you can be focused, you can accomplish the goals that you've set for yourself. So again, a key, it's placed within is the third session in the workshop for a reason because first you have to have your vision in place and have the methods of being able to put things on your calendar and schedule them but then if you have if you don't have a good wellness plan then you're going to be working against yourself so um dialing that in and part of that is getting it to a some doable action items so not setting these lofty goals for yourselves and not hitting them or maybe you've got some blind spots where you've you feel like you know you'll set a goal for yourself but it a wellness goal but it may not be the perfect goal so i, I can help you and 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 also the group can help you in getting clear about what's going to really work over the long term And so that's a really good segue into the last session is creating good support systems. So in the fourth session, we then take all of the information gathered from the previous sessions and then we try to get in place all of those support, everything that you can you need to support the goals and the intentions you have from the workshop, getting those habits in place, getting people in your life that are going to really make a difference and support you in, in achieving your goals, including continuing on, you know, the Facebook group continues on after the workshop. And so, um, the support that you can get from the workshop, I usually will get in there and throw in some suggestions and encourage people to share their wins. So, um, that's a key piece to all of this is the support going on after the workshop. So creating support systems, understanding where you do need support in your life, how to get it, what does that look like moving forward? And that really is the pivotal piece to wrap the workshop up. So again, the workshop starts on January 19th. It'll be a series of four Saturdays. We start at 10 a.m. in the morning Pacific time and go to 1230. And uh, typically we'll go easily until like usually till one o'clock. Uh, but 12:30 will be the cutoff where I kind of wrap everything up and then I leave room for questions and, um, and then as well, there'll be a Facebook group that um, you'll be invited to join as well. Even if you're not on Facebook, you can always start just like one account just to, to use the Facebook group. Uh, Facebook seems to be the easiest way to handle the community interactions. We tried a few other variations, but Facebook seems to be the one that everybody liked the most. So we've been using that. Um, and uh, Early Bird goes till January 12th, the Early Bird special. There's also a discount for um, if you're bringing a friend, if you want to work with someone else again they don't have to be uh in the same location you because we're doing it uh online then they can be anywhere in the world so you're invited to join us um we use zoom as our uh online platform for doing um screen sharing and audio and sharing your video and all that so zoom's really solid it works really well uh we also record every single session so if you can't make a couple uh it's pretty common for for people not to be able to make all of the sessions. So uh, each one of those do get recorded. And again, you have the access to that unlimited after that. And you can also um, 
have access to the Facebook group after to catch up. So if you can only miss, if you can only make a couple of the sessions, still consider uh, doing it because I think it might be really valuable to you, especially at the beginning of the year. And again, this is the one opportunity we create where all of us get together. You get to hear from other people that are uh, podcast listeners. You get to share uh, your experiences. You can also share your challenges and the things that are, are you, where you feel stuck. Uh, I can offer you support as well as I find the group gives some really good suggestions as and encouragement, which encouragement is a big deal, especially from people that really do understand you and understand how you're wired. Uh, that's such a key piece. The community piece, I cannot stress enough, is is essential. And it, I really want to encourage you if you feel inspired to do this. It's not that much money. Uh, these are not like thousands of dollar workshops. We're doing it for uh, the uh, early bird special is 200. It's 225 after the early bird. So you got until the 12th. Um, we do cap it. So and we're already starting to fill up. So if you're interested, go to alivelifecoaching.com slash course, or you can go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com. Click on the link at the top. Uh, that'll get you there. And um, keep an eye on your email because we'll be sending out some email reminders over the next couple of days. And then once we reach the, uh, once it's full, then we'll we'll close it. And I'll try, I might try to flex it a little bit if I get people that are really, really interested and they want to get in. Uh, I do want to get as many people in that, that really feel like this will nourish them, but we do have to keep a limit to how many people are in so we can create an intimate experience because too many people, there's too much sharing and it gets a little diffused. So we, we cap it. So I um, hope you can make it. Again, it's a live lifecoaching.com slash course or you can go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com click on the banner at the top or just keep an eye on your email check the Facebook group there'll be definitely postings on it over the next couple days okay before moving into talking about 2019 and ideas and thoughts on um, moving into the new year just want to give you an update of what's been going on Um, so I think the big piece that this the past year has been a very it was a very challenging year uh, and it's primarily because of uh, we lost two very big supporters of the podcasts, of uh, this podcast and the book and um, all of this work. Um, there's two key people that passed away. Uh, the first one was my mom. So my mom, after uh, a year and a half battle with cancer, she passed away a couple weeks ago, December 7th. And um, that was pretty rough. Um, and it was especially the... It, the last month and a half, she suffered a lot. So it was not a, this was not a pleasant year um, for a lot of reasons, but that was the big, that was probably the biggest one. And that's why I pulled back from the podcast and focused on the family. Uh, We also moved during that time, which was (laughs) a lot of, uh, that was a whole lot. So actually I want to talk a little bit about just how the, the, the things that we talk about on this podcast, how important they are, to get them in place so that when you go through challenging times, you have something to lean on that to, cause had I not done the things that we talk about on this podcast, I don't know how I would made it, made it through. Um, so that's the big, so mom passed away. Um, and also we lost one of the key, so another key supporter of the podcast in this work, Annabeth Hinderling. Um, she passed away this fall also from cancer, um, she hosted our first book release at her home in San Diego. She was the first one to join the uh, the first workshop. 
uh, we were actually going to gift it to her and she like signed up right away. She insisted on paying and she was, for those of you who are in the first workshop, you you have interacted with her. So that was a huge loss as well. And she was one of me and Cuesta's closest friends. Um, so that was sort of how the year went. It was a full year. And, um, and as I said, that uh, had I not had some of these practices in place, um, I don't know what I would have leaned on. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about that because I think this is a, this is really, um, this is a key piece and it really was sharpened in me this past year. Uh, a few things that were really helpful, um, going through all of this, uh, one, and I've mentioned this before, but I'll mention again, what I found dealing with the stress and the anxiety uh, driving back and forth between San Diego and LA um, while my mom was in the hospital and all those things. Uh, it was high level stress. There's a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of uh, showing, needing to show up even when you're really exhausted. And I know many of you parents go through this a lot. So um, this is, this kind of fits in with that too. And what I found is that, that I had to do cardio every day and sometimes I would just sneak in like 10 minutes. Uh, but it really made a difference. It was the difference between having an awful day and being able to manage it. And it was, again, I'm always surprised by how little is necessary in order to actually get the benefit, how that affects your dopamine, how that gets distributed through the brain, how you do the centering, the reduction of anxiety. Uh, I can't stress enough. If you're looking for the one thing that's going to really support you in terms of uh, a health and wellness practice for ADD and anxiety and all those pieces, cardio is the one thing. I just can't stress it enough across the board from me, watching all of my clients for many years now. It's the thing that makes the most difference. Second is nutrition, um, keeping with a, a lot of it, avoiding anything that would be... Um, aggravating, you know, I'm trying to keep, keep a clean diet. That has really been, that hasn't been that difficult. That's that kind of, I locked that in quite a long time ago. So again, getting enough protein, making sure that I'm not eating anything like on the road that, um, just making sure I've got like protein bars or things that I'm bringing my own food into a situation where I may not know what kind of food is available is a big piece of it. Um, not that much work and the benefits are, extraordinary, especially when you consider going, when you're in a situation where you have to show up and you don't have the nutrition you need, um, that can really affect things. That can affect your ability to show up for other people. So uh, it's never going to be perfect, but it's always uh, a key piece to the puzzle. Um, journaling, I did. Sp I spent a lot of time journaling um, this past year, just getting clear about what was going on, frustrations that came up, anxiety. Just being able to write that out um, was really essential in just maintaining stability and balance. Um, and again, we've talked about that on the podcast. I talk about in the book. Uh, it is your way of coaching yourself in a situation where you may not have someone else to talk to. And so that's where journaling really, it's the key self-reflection practice that you can do by yourself. Um, and uh, when you get good at it, when you continue to do it and you're, you're able to reconnect with yourself, uh, you can get yourself back to center 
uh, relatively quickly. And, but, and sometimes it's, if you're really spun, you got to reach out to somebody. That's, that's the, the next piece of this whole thing is that I, during this past year, I reached out for support, uh, around, June or July, somewhere around that, I reached out for uh, a good psychotherapist. I know I have a, uh, someone here that I work with uh, in in where I live, and uh, he was awesome. and And we did a couple sessions, but it was just what I needed, just to have uh, an educated voice to bank stuff off of. Um, what I found was funny was I would mention all the things that were going on, and he kind of went, "Wow, that's a lot." <laughs> And just getting that kind of feedback from a professional was really helpful. It just kind of gave me a sense of, okay, yeah, I'm going through a lot right now. Uh, I need to be gentle on myself. This is, uh, I'm showing up as best I can. Um, And then the final piece was getting enough rest, just making sure that I I try whatever, like setting the boundaries, sometimes uh, shifting the schedule around just so I knew I can get some sleep. Um, lack of sleep is the bane of uh, hunter types existence. I know a lot of you really struggle with sleep. Uh, I'm going forward uh, into the year. I'm making a note to do a whole podcast on sleep and hopefully we can get in. Uh, I'd like to get in a really uh, someone like an expert in sleep to really go through and, and discuss some some strategies because I feel like that's an area that I I know some about, but it would be really good to have an expert in to discuss sleep, good sleep strategies and how do you shift your, your biological clock and those pieces that I think are, would be really helpful for this audience. So that one's on the list. So that was the year. And um, I want to just say a couple words about mom because she was such a huge, I mean, she had such an, a huge impact on this work. Um, she was an English major. She was one of the, the most supportive person in my life. I mean, my mom and dad are both super supportive, but mom was the, the emotional support that I leaned on my entire life. And she was always encouraging. She really supported me growing up. And even though like I was definitely a different kind of kid <laughs> to say the least, I mean, it was a long journey to get to this point. And um, she recognized that I had to do things in my own way, and she really supported that. Um, and uh, so as she, as she was an English major, she was one of the first reviewers of the book. She went through and edited it and offered some suggestions. Um, and uh, so essential, so essential to this work, so supportive, and one of the great um gifts that came out of this whole experience was I wrote this book and published it. And she watched it become popular and, and, and people start to buy the book and, and I'd share with her a lot of the feedback. And it inspired her to write her memoirs. And so um, she got up to the 60s, but she wrote a lot about um, her time growing up in, um, during the Depression in, in the Midwest and her experience. And uh, it, these are, there's pieces in there that were essential for our family. To that she would have died with a lot of those stories and that information and she took the time and she wrote it down and uh, so I'm in the process of compiling that and finishing up and getting it ready so that we can actually publish it and give it out to the family and just have it as a living testament. Um, so that was a huge, that was a beautiful full circle experience. So I just want to just express my gratitude to my mom and I know she... Um, 
I don't know if she interacted with a few of you. She was off in, in Seal Beach, so she didn't get a chance to interact too much with, with the audience, but her support was completely there, ongoing, unwavering. So um, just want to honor her, not only as my mom, but as one of the key supporters of this work. Okay, so moving into 2019. Can you believe that? It's 2019 already. So um, here's what we got. So in working with you all in terms of coaching and also from all the different workshops we've done, um, each year I try to come up with uh, some tips that would really be helpful going into the new year. And this is my top 10 tips for kicking off the new year as a hunter type. And some of these you know, uh, most of these things are things that you all need to hear as well as I need to hear them as well. Um, They keep us going, they keep us sharp, and uh, it's really easy to fall off track. So uh, even though you may know these intellectually, the next step is to implement or for many of you, re-implement coming off the holidays, coming off uh, maybe you had a a challenging year like I did last year. So it's even more important to get into the swing going into 2019, to use this line in the sand of a new year, which is a very arbitrary date, although it is sort of, it sits around the, uh, the, the shortest day of the year. So, you know, solstice is the 21st. It's the shortest day of the year. So we're that's kind of a more uh, nature oriented line in the sand. Uh, But regardless, it's like this is the beginning of the new year. Um, So here's my 10 tips. These I think will be most supportive for you in um, getting reinvigorated, having more focus, having more productivity, seeing your goals manifest, having more harmony with the people around you, less anxiety. Um, again, this is not just based on um, just things that I read. This is based on working with so many hunter types and seeing and walking them through these steps and seeing the shifts that they have in their lives. So um, I think these are these are going to be helpful to you. So number one, and this is a definitely one that uh, relates to starting the year off right. Uh, pattern interrupt. So. We go through our lives and we tend to get into these ruts where we'll we'll wake up and we do this habit and then we got this habit and we got this habit. And by the end of the day, we look back and go, God, did I get what did I get done today? You know, or I feel like I'm still kind of fuzzy. I'm sluggish. And there was a series of habits and patterns that have built these ruts in your life that unless you've been really on top of it, uh, some of those are not the most beneficial for you. And so the idea of a pattern interrupt is to shift up the pattern, to break it up, to say, as of this day, uh, maybe it's just up for one week, I'm going to shift my habits around. I'm going to wake up at this time. Uh, I'm going to reach out for some support. Maybe you got like an exercise buddy that's you're going to call up and say, you know, like 730 t- t- tomorrow morning. Uh, We're going to go down and we're going to go for a jog at the park or go for a swim, like a swim in an indoor pool if you're in a cold location and you need to just uh, get some exercise, but it's really cold outside, uh, going to the gym, whatever that is. So throughout the day, you have these series of patterns that you do. And if you shift these patterns up, even over a short period of time, if you say you just set a goal of like one week of here's the here's the new patterns that I want to integrate. it has a profound effect. And especially this time of the year, psychologically, I think it's easier to do that. We have the, the start of the new year 
And even if you've already go, gone back to work, it's you still have you still have kind of the energy coming off the holidays, which is in itself a pattern interrupt because it's a definitely a very unique time of the year and things get shifted up and you see friends and you see people, you may eat too much. So regardless, you kind of already went through a pattern interrupt. So um, the key to this is sitting down and writing out some of the things that you would like to, to integrate into your life and set a goal for a short term goal of maybe a week. Don't shoot for longer than that. Just shoot for like, um, let's try this for one week and write out a schedule or at least write out like an intention of like, okay, getting up at 730 and going for a ten, even like a 10 minute jog or whatever that is, whatever the exercise is, or getting up in the morning and doing a meditation or getting up in the morning and writing out um, what are what are the things that I want to accomplish today. Whatever it is, or waking up in the morning and listening to something really inspiring. Uh, listen through the other points that I'm going to share today and take some notes because I think a lot of these pieces integrate into shifting the patterns up and maybe creating some new habits. And again, shoot for a short-term goal. Shoot for like five days, seven days. And at the end of those seven days, celebrate if you hit them. If you didn't hit the seven days, then reflect. You know, put a reminder on your phone to check in at this time, at this date, seven days ahead and just say what happened and go from there. But I think that the idea of pattern interrupt at this time of the year is extremely helpful. And especially for hunter types, because we can get into habits or we can get we can try a habit out and we we fall off track and then we're like, forget it. Why should I keep doing this? Which doesn't make any logical sense, but most of us do that. So this is a really good opportunity for you to get back on track, get focused and set a short term goal of creating some new habits, new patterns uh, for like a seven day period and then test it out and see how it goes. Okay, number two, related to number one, you hear me say it every single podcast, cardio. Cardio exercise is the number one most proven, in my opinion, from watching all of you and working with you, the most effective strategy for supporting hunter type challenges. It, I mean, let's look at the benefits. One, it reduces anxiety. Two, it, it potentially creates more focus and mental clarity. I mean, that's well proven. Three is it gets you out into, hopefully out of the house and uh, possibly even out into nature. It gets you more oxygen into your body. You're moving your body. All these things, you're, you're supporting your physical health. Uh, and you don't have to kill yourself. It could just be um, literally like this last year, I was just doing 10 minutes of cardio a day, maybe 10 to 15. It was very little amount, but man, even that was, it was so noticeable when I didn't do it. So, and part of this is making it pleasant, making it an enjoyable process, getting a, a, an exercise buddy. Like think about this right now as you're listening to this, who in your life can you reach out to as your exercise buddy and start a habit of getting out either once a day or a couple times a week. So so the rule of thumb would be 30 minutes of cardio two to three times a week or 10 to 15 minutes of cardio daily. And sometimes the daily one's easier. Sometimes that's just easier to just lock into the habit and keep doing it. So think about who's the exercise buddy in your life that you can reach out to as you're listening to this podcast, dropping them a text and saying, hey, let's go uh, let's go running, let's go whatever it is. And I know some of you are in a winter, you know, you're in a cold climate. 
but you got to get creative. Go to the gym. That's the simplest one. Uh, if you can get out, even go for a brisk walk, but here's the deal. Walking is not enough. If like, if you really do have uh, physical challenges, then I would say definitely, you know, walking is great. But, um, if you can cardio, get your heart rate up. Um, even if it's just jumping jacks in the morning for 10 minutes, whatever that is to just get your heart rate up. But if you can do it with someone else, it's going to be a lot easier. And there's also going to be I guarantee there's everyone in everyone's life. There's at least one person you can reach out to that can be an exercise buddy. And it makes it so much easier than trying to just do it yourself and including talking to them and say, look, you know, we've both been talking about trying to get in better shape and exercising. Let's get creative here. What, what do we both, what would be enjoyable? Like hiking, you know, what, pick something that's, that you're going to enjoy doing. You're going to feel excited about. And again, it doesn't have to be hardcore cardio. It could just be, a, you know, just enough cardio to get your heart rate going, get some oxygen into your lungs. So that's number two, cardio exercise. You hear me say it all the time, but it, it's just, it. I, I watch people as, I mean, I, I, when I coach people, I watch, I track them throughout weeks and months and I see when they drop off. Like I had um, two clients recently that had knee injuries and they had to stop doing cardio and man, it had a huge impact. And I, you know, within two minutes I'm like, okay. And I'm even hearing their voice. I'm like, what happened? And I could tell, I could, I knew something dropped off and it's usually cardio. So there you go. So number two is cardio. Number three is nutrition. So again, it's really good this time of year to get your year started off right, that you start to think about how are you feeding your brain appropriately. And so the primarily, if you can, one, reduce or eliminate all the artificial ingredients. Look at what you're eating. Look at the preservatives. Those are the things that are scientifically proven to exasperate ADD, ADHD symptoms. So you just keep in mind that and that it is not... So, you may not think it's possible, but it is possible to shift up your eating habits and still feel happy and nourished and enjoying the food you eat. In fact, if anything, you'll feel better. So uh, reducing and or, and or eliminating all artificial ingredients. The other key one is 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. And that's like, especially starting the day, uh, breakfast is a really good time to make sure that you're eating, getting a protein shake or do something that's, you know, eggs, uh, some kind of lean meat, um, like a turkey bacon or something like that. That's going to help you get your day started off right. It's going to give your brain what it needs to get yourself going, especially then throughout the day, having snacks, maybe go to this, go to um, the health food store and buy a bunch of different protein bars and try the ones, try a few different amount and see what, like which one you like and have them on hand throughout the day. So if you, if you miss lunch, which a lot of you do, it's very common for hunter types to skip lunch. Uh, just know you're going to tank at the end of the day towards like one or two o'clock, almost guaranteed you're going to not feel good. So think about what you're doing. And if you can just set the habit of having uh, protein snacks throughout the day, having a really healthy meal for lunch, um, if you're going to have the more carby meal that you have more carbs, do it in the evening. Don't do it during the day. It seems like that's that's a kind of a rule of thumb. If you're going to have the carbs, it'll, they'll tend to like for, for a lot of us, not everyone's different, but sometimes they'll make you feel a little more sluggish, a little more tired. If you're going to do that, have it towards the end of the day. 
Two is if you can have some kind of omega-3 uh, supplement, fish oil or flax oil in the morning. Specifically, that's going to be really helpful. That's really good brain food. And then some kind of good multivitamin. A high quality multivitamin in the morning is going to also help you get what you need. <coughs> Excuse me. In terms of uh, just all, if you have any sorts, any deficiencies, um, making sure you're getting your your B6s, you're getting B12, you're getting um, calcium, magnesium, uh, all of those possibly iron, depending on who you are, especially women, you guys, you definitely need to be getting enough iron. Um, you'll, you can feel weak. There's, there's definitely, uh, for women, you need to supplement more. You have to be more conscious of that. So, um, those are key ingredients for having just a really good nutrition plan. It's not that difficult. Um, again, 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. You're getting some kind of omega-3. You're doing some kind of multivitamin in the morning. That is enough. And also just reducing or eliminating any artificial ingredients. So that's number, what was that? Number three. Okay. Number four is goal setting. And again, this is beginning of the year. This is a great time to start setting your goals. Um, and I'm going to give you a couple layers of that because one is the longer term goals and one is setting goals even in the morning as you start your day, which is also, and I think equally as important, uh, for us hunter types. So here's the way I would like to, this is the, what I suggest, and this is what we'll be doing in the workshop coming up is we'll be specifically going through specific, uh, going through areas of our lives like work health, relationships, finances, things like those kinds of categories. If you can sit down and in those different categories, write out the, your, the goals that you would like to accomplish in those categories and think in terms of a bigger goal. And so for work, maybe that goal is to attain, um, you know, $90,000 a year by the end of this year. Like you, either you change your job or you find another form of income. That's the goal. And then underneath that goal, obviously, will be all these sub actions that you'll create. So think in terms of something is something specific, something that feels inspiring, and it also feels attainable. If it feels completely out of reach, tweak it a little bit so it's just you feel like you can you can accomplish it, but you know it's going to be a stretch. Because then you can hit that milestone and then you're going to feel good and then you'll, you can hit the next one. If you hit, if you make it too far out of reach, then if you don't, if you don't hit your goals, then you start to lose sense of hope and a sense of ability to, to accomplish the things you want to accomplish. And hundred types are, were classic at setting goals that are out of our reach. And sometimes that's good. If you've been able to do that and, and hit these big goals in your life and you feel like that's what you need to motivate yourself, then go for it. But I would encourage you that even with those bigger goals, hit then split them up into smaller goals so that you know that you're you can track your progress along the way. So write out, just sit down and write out, you know, here's the goals that I have going into this year. And most of you know these things. So again, I would look at the top three would be health, work, and relationships. Start with those three if you if just to give yourself some kind of context. Write out the goals, and then after that, look at all the goals that you've written out. Pick the top one or the top three of the things that you've wrote out. Just just look at them and go, okay, either I'm going to hit just and aim for that one or I'm going to hit this one, this one, and this one. Go one or three and say, okay, what's something, ask yourself, what can I do this week to, what action can I take to accomplish this specific goal? And look at that and 
make sure you're clear that it's clear and defined enough that you know you can accomplish it and then put that on your schedule. So get out your phone, put a reminder to yourself, do something that's going to encourage you to accomplish that one item. Forget about the rest of the goals, forget about any other actions. Just shoot for one action that will hit at least one of the goals on your list or look at pick your top 3 goals and do it for each one of those goals. And that's a, just an excellent way to then move through your life. If you're starting your day off, it's really good to then write out, here's one goal that I have for the day. By the end of the day, I want to accomplish this. And then look at that and go, okay, is that is that in itself an action? That's fine. Then just be clear about how you're going to get to that. Or if it's a, a bigger goal, then right, like how do you split that goal up into here's some specific actions I can take between now and the end of the day. So this process of day-to-day goal setting and planning is another key piece. This is another piece we'll talk about in the workshop. Um, and this is what I, I work with a lot in terms of coaching is getting people into a good morning practice that involves some kind of just some movement of some sort doing some kind of daily planning and maybe doing some kind of mindfulness practice to just get yourself centered in the morning and then do a check-in maybe midday. So to me, the goal setting process is not just something you do at the beginning of the year and then you forget about it. It's a habit you get into on a daily basis. And for many of us, this takes work. It's not always um, intuitive. So it's a muscle we need to learn to build. And having good tools like mind mapping, uh, again, we'll talk about, uh, we've talked about that on the podcast, we'll cover that on the workshop. Mind mapping is such a hunter type friendly tool for getting things out of your head, especially when you're setting goals or figuring out what you need to prioritize and getting that into an action item list that you can then take as you go through your day and go through your week. So that was number, what, no, I didn't put my numbers next to these. So that was number four, goal setting. Okay, number five, and this is a big one, and this is going up, up, and up on uh, my personal priority list and also when I work with clients because it's starting to become a big issue. And it's something I struggle with too, so I'm in it with you. Replacing phone time. So time on your phone or time sitting and just watching Netflix. Um, This is consuming, I know many of you feel this way, it's consuming a lot of our lives. We're constantly checking the news or we're constantly checking Twitter or Facebook or or whatever it is. And if you tabulate up the hours that were spent in a week doing that, you would probably be shocked unless you've completely unplugged. And so um, it is so important to start cutting into that time with other things. And so I'm all about not just letting go of something, but replacing it with something. So here's, I mean, some ideas would be reading a book, like have a book that you want to read. Maybe it's a, especially going into the new year, it might be something about goal setting. It may be my book. It might be because if, if you haven't read through it all the way through, there's so much information that would be helpful for you, especially this time of year. Uh, art, having an art project or some kind of creative project, time with family, time with friends. So many of you, um, I talked to many of you, a lot of you are my age or you're in their 30s, 40s, 50s. And um, you start to, to, you tell me that there's, you're not having enough friends in your life. You're not connecting as much as you'd like to. You're not building new friends. You're not getting enough community. So 
Think in terms of what you can replace this time when maybe you get get home at the end of the day, and there may need some, you may need some wind down time. But think about okay, what well, what else can I be doing during those time periods? Like towards like say like from like six to nine in the evening. Uh, if you're spending all of your time on your phone or all of your time um, just sitting watching Netflix, th- like how can you cut into that? How can you cut into it with something that's going to really support you? And a way of thinking about it is when you look back at the end of your life, what do you want to say that you accomplished? And if you feel like you're not devoting energy towards whatever that is or the things that you want to do, then you need to reassess your allocation of time. And so here's the tr- here's the, the hidden thing underneath, especially phone or even Netflix or anything that's hyper stimulating where you don't feel like you're being productive. And we don't always have to be productive, but there's time spent doing things that maybe you feel like, eh, I could have, you know it inside of you when you go, eh, I could have spent that time better. Um, here's the thing. When we're hunter types, um, we have less dopamine receptors and we're wide open for being caught by stimuli. And so Twitter, Facebook, even Netflix, things like that are going to consume that they're going to trip that little wire in our head and we're going to get sucked into that. So it's essential that we find ways to anticipate when we're going to get sucked into something. And again, having a plan ahead of time is the key. Having anticipating that you know at the end of the day you're going to be you're you're tired, you're wiped out and then you're or during the day maybe you're you're feeling stressed with your work and then you you pull out your phone and you're looking at Facebook, you're looking at Twitter. One of the first steps is just become mindful of the fact that you're doing it. So in that moment, tell yourself, you know, in your head, just say, I am now looking at Twitter. Become present with the experience that you're having in that moment. That is how you become conscious and aware of the situation. More importantly, if you set a goal in the morning to say, okay, I am only going to be looking at my phone for, you know, messages, phone phone calls, and possibly even uninstall Facebook for a week, uninstall Twitter for a week. This could be a really good pattern interrupt going into the new year. And then start to think about what are the things that you can replace that with. And again, I said, you know, if there's a book that you know you've been wanting to read for a while, get the book. And even when you're like, if you're at work and you have like a, a break or you need to just clear your mind, crack open the book or go for a walk, get out, move. If it's something during the day, uh, if it's happening during the day, that's another key and very helpful replacement. Um, I think podcasts are, I mean, obviously I'm doing a podcast. There's a, audio is not as like hyper stimulating. It's not visuals tends to be much more, we can get caught in it. So I think if you want to listen to something, like, especially if you're going for a walk, I think that's fine. Um, but I think in terms of what is consuming you and not contributing back to you, this is what to look at. So again, replace phone time. And, and again, I don't want to harp on Netflix, but I just know many of you tell me like, oh, you know, I just sat and watched Netflix for like seven hours. And I know that I've been there. I know what that feels like. But you got to if that's like occasional, that's fine. Like you'd have one like really hard week and you sit and you just watch, you know, one show for a couple hours. That's what you need to unwind. That's fine. But if it's a constant, there's like that time is completely blocked out for that where you would like some time in your schedule to go towards accomplishing your goals 
exercising, nourishing yourself in some way, making connections, then that time needs to be potentially reallocated. And maybe you don't get rid of it completely. Maybe you just cut into it a little bit. So again, replace phone time with something more nourishing and including uninstalling some apps for a short period of time, especially at the beginning of the year to test this out. Go back to that pattern interrupt and see if you can do a pattern interrupt on that for one week and see how it goes. Okay, number six. Um, this one's also really essential and it this is how uh, specifically if you're feeling like you're really stuck in a rut right now, reach out for support. And uh, that could look like, as I said earlier, an exercise buddy, which is someone that who could support you in your exercise routine. It could be reaching out to a life coach. Uh, to support you in your goals and getting your getting your life back on track where you have someone else holding you accountable. Uh, the other one would be peer-to-peer coaching. If you have the book, The Drummer in the Great Mountain, I spell out exactly how the, my coaching process works. You can find a friend and work with them and meet with them once a week or a group and support each other on the goals that you have so that you're not relying on yourself to accomplish these things. And, and I gotta say, many of you are in that place where you've tried this and you just feel like you keep failing, you keep failing. The next step is reach out for some kind of support because that is the key ingredient that could get you over the hump, give you that extra support you need so that you're moving forward with your goals, you're feeling a sense of accomplishment, you're identifying those things that are holding you back, uh, you're giving yourself the nourishment you need brain chemically you just for your brain as far as you know nutrition exercise all the things that we've talked about so that you can get yourself back on track if you're really struggling emotionally a counselor is such a good idea uh this last year dealing with my mom being sick um was a such a hard situation i reached out to a counselor we actually went through two the first one did not like second one was fantastic and I'm, and I knew, and I see to me, there's no shame in it. I just know this is, this is a normal thing. Like if I'm challenged, I need to reach out to someone that's, that's just for some reason we've been taught in our society. I think it's changed a little bit. I think men still have a harder time than women do women. I mean, I see from just the statistics of people that reach out to me, it's more women, but I'd say as far as listenership, it's about 50, 50. So I think men have a harder time in general reaching out. But I mean, I can tell you firsthand, it's like, if I'm feeling challenged, I need to reach out to somebody to get some support. If I'm feeling stuck and I can't get myself out of it, I don't need to beat myself up about it. It's like we all, life is hard, man. Life child, life can throw so many curveballs at you that we need support. We need support of a group or a coach, a life coach, or just, just a friend to reach out to and just say, wow, I'm going through a rough time right now. Can we get together and go, go to lunch and just talk it through? It's essential to make these steps. Don't waste like another year of your life not reaching out for support if you, that's what you need right now. So um, highly recommended reaching out for support. I can't stress it enough. So number six, reach out for support. Number seven, um, get your thoughts going in a good direction in the morning. Uh, this is like, you've heard me mention this before, but I want to just stress how important this is. Find something inspirational to listen to on your way to work reach out, listen to some podcasts, listen to an audiobook. I mean, for me, I kind of default to people like Wayne Dyer. Um, I've got a whole list of people that I listen to that, that, and sometimes it's like creative support. It's like I'm listening to something that's 
uh, on a pro- like some kind of creative project I'm 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 working on, and I want to listen to that. It's be- that versus listening to the news or constant. I mean, I know it's just been crazy this last year if you're living in the United States regardless of where you are on the political spectrum it's been nuts and it's constantly it, for me it's like sucking me in like what happened today what is going on and um, it's consuming some it definitely I've had to rein it in because I'm like okay there's nothing I can do about this right now this situation is nothing I can have any effect on in this moment so maybe I check in once a day or once a week but I'm not going to let this completely consume my life. So, and again, I know many of you are in the same boat. So coming back, if you can get some inspirational audio, find your flavor. So what inspires me is not going to, what's, what's not going to, not what is going to inspire you. That was kind of a weird sentence. Uh, we're each, we're each unique and we need to find, so like if you're Christian and you have like a really good inspirational uh, pastor that you listen to, like go for it, listen to him. Uh, if you're, if you're just wanting to get yourself up in the morning and feel like some kind of inspiration, maybe it's like, uh, someone like a podcast on health and wellness that really gets you fired up, whatever it is, seek it out, set the intention, say, I'm going to like try these different things out, listen to some people, see who really lights you up and put that on in the morning and try to shift it up. Try to find different things because it can get boring after a while if you listen to the same thing over and over and over again. So find like a podcast that's constantly got new, um, uh, new content or even a YouTube channel that you can just put it on your phone and then put your headphones on and go for a walk. Whatever it is, get something going in the morning so that you feel like your thoughts are moving in a positive direction and something that feels inspiring to you. Because... If you have ruts or if you have disappointments or things in your life that have really pulled you down, then that's going to be the dominant thought form when you wake up in the morning. Most people wake up, if you're having any kind of challenge, it's all going to flood in when you wake up in the morning. You're going to feel stressed. And there's not a lot of people that I know that just wake up feeling bright and shiny. Some people do, most people don't. So to counterbalance that negativity or that kind of like gravity, you need something that you're going to pop on and listen to that's going to get you inspired in the morning. So that's number seven, get your thoughts going in a good direction in the morning. Uh, number eight, going, this goes hand in hand with number seven, be mindful of what you speak. You've heard me say this, uh, the quote probably in the past, it's a poem by Hafez, and it says, what we speak becomes the house we live in. So if you're constantly going through the world and telling everyone how terrible your life is and how awful it is, you're just manufacturing that. You're just building the next house for yourself. So yes, your life might be challenging. You may need to set a context for getting support for that. So you have like a short period of time where people can listen to and give you empathy. But if you're constantly spewing out all of your challenges, I can almost guarantee that is what you're going to be getting with your life. So being clear about one, speaking with respect about yourself, speaking kindly about other people. If you find yourself constantly judging people, that's what's coming out of your mouth or like the world or, you know, things that are going on in politics. If that's all you're talking about, then that's the world you're creating. You're just reinforcing the same thing that you have. So the alternative is to speak in terms of, uh, like someone asked you how you're doing. So like, you know what? I'm working on it. 
I'm, I'm, I'm this week, here's the things that I'm working on this week. And maybe you mentioned some of the things that we just talked about. Maybe it's you, you, you set a pattern interrupt and say, this is what I'm working on this week. I'm really inspired at the beginning of the year. I'm feeling hopeful, maybe cautiously optimistic. You don't have to lie about it, but you can at least start moving your words in the direction that you want your life to go in. And it is pretty magical. It does work. It's not like there's a difference between like making it up and lying. And the other thing is just saying, here's the direction I want to move in and making that be the dominant conversation that you're having with other people. Maybe you're at the beginning of the year. If you, if you have friends that you really respect and you're like, wow, they're doing really well, reach out to them, say like, what are you doing? What's like, what's the trick for you that's making your life better? Um, it's better if you find hunter types because they're going to give you more of a probably tips that are going to be more helpful for you than someone who's like a, a day-to-day kind of farmer type that just can do the same thing over and over again. Uh, but there's a lot of hunter types, hunter types out there that are high functioning, very inspired. They're doing, so it's not, they're not an antithetical. Um, so be mindful what you speak because it's what we speak becomes the house we live in. So speak positively about your life, about yourself. If you, if you find yourself degrading yourself in the presence of other people, we say, "Eh, I didn't, you know, I blew this and I blew that. And I'm feeling like, like you're just creating more and more of that because that's just your, if you think in terms of what we were discussing earlier about just what's your dominant thought form, that's your dominant thought form. And when you speak it, in my opinion, it becomes even stronger. It's even more like when it floats around in your head, it has some power. When you speak it, it has a lot more power in your consciousness. So again, be mindful of what you speak, speak with respect to yourself and speak about the things that you want to do with your life. Uh, okay. Number nine, um, scheduling wind down time at the end of the day. This is so important, especially if you're experiencing a lot of anxiety or and you're having a challenge sleeping. Again, this is this is a uh, anxiety and uh, stress um, challenges with sleep. These are classic hunter type symptoms. We this especially this last year, I've noticed a lot more of my clients are having sleep issues. Um, so one of the anecdotes to that is scheduling time at the end of the day, maybe about eight, eight thirty. turn the phone off for one thing, put it in another room, just get away from the stimulation of that for one. It gets you, it can help your brain to start deactivating and starting to wind down. Uh, I mentioned this a lot on the podcast as well. Take a warm bath. It's one of the most uh, visceral experiences you can have. It's, you know, we remember being in the womb. And the and just having that kind of calming, warm water on our physical body is a very effective stress reduction piece, and it doesn't you know like everyone can do it unless you don't have a bath uh, at your apartment. Uh, most of you have baths. You can take a warm bath. Use Epsom salts. So that's Epsom salts are magnesium. Magnesium absorbs into your skin. That's also really good for releasing tension and reducing anxiety. So um, scheduling wind down time, having quiet time where you, you, if you can turn everything, like take a warm bath and just turn everything off and sit quietly, even if it feels really uncomfortable at first, see if you can do it. Uh, But most importantly, just unplug, wind it down, reduce the stimuli, turn the TV off, give yourself a timing time where you say, okay, this is where I'm going to start to wind down. Have some chamomile tea or some kind of tea that's got, that is good for uh, stress reduction and sleep. Um, 
if you're having a real challenge with sleep, you might want to consider something like valerian root. Uh, at least for a short period of time, you can have too much of that. It's hard on your liver after a while. But if you're needing something to kind of like kickstart your um, your sleep, that might be something to look at. Uh, that that works when I have challenges with sleep and nothing works. I will take valerian, and that really knocks me out. Um, so again, that scheduling wind down time at the end of the night is really connected with reducing your stress, getting a good night's sleep. And, um, and setting you up for, for feeling relaxed and having a good sleep so you can wake up in the morning and feel refreshed. Because if you're not getting enough sleep, then your brain, brain does not have the opportunity to then kind of regenerate the brain chemicals you need to feel good, to feel focused, and also to feel um, a sense of well-being. So like serotonin, dopamine, these neurotransmitters, your, your brain needs time to regenerate. And if you've not nourished yourself and if you're not getting enough sleep, then you're going, you're, you're going to have challenges with focus and energy the next day. So again, schedule wind down time at the end of the night. And, and if you can go to back to the, to the first point of doing the pattern interrupt, try this for a week. So that's number nine, schedule wind down time at the end of the night. Number 10, uh, commit to more movement and more play in your life. This is, uh, this is going to make your life happier. It's going to give you more focus. There's, this is such a good goal to shoot for. That is that committing to more of movement, that's both exercise, but that's also during the day, getting yourself up, moving around. Most of us have jobs where we're sitting a lot of the day. Get yourself up, move, um, figure out new ways of having movement and play. If you can do that, you're like, 80% there because hunter types, we need movement. It comes back to the hunter farmer theory of hunters needed to move. We went on the hunt and we, we, we needed to exit like movement and focus go together. Those two pieces are connected for hunter types. And if you get that, then you're, you're, you're going to spend less time getting stuck during the day where you're feeling like, Oh, I, I'm fuzzy. I'm not getting something. This is the, this is why there's even a diagnosis for ADD, ADHD is because we get locked into that. And so just in your mind, think in terms of movement and focus go together. And the other side of that is like play, like finding play in your life. And if you can connect play and movement, you're, it's, that's going to be great. So it's, you need to counter, counterbalance the weight of the world with just relaxation time and play so that you can have a joyful life. If your whole life is just anxiety and thinking about the next thing and all the things that are wrong with you and you have nothing else that comes in that supports you and feeling better and feeling like a sense that, you know, you can let the weight of the world go for a few minutes, then it's all weight and you need to count. Or if you're really high strung, I know many of you are very high functioning, you're getting a lot done, but then you don't give yourself that time to like just turn it off and play and relax and get silly and get stupid and do something, go out with friends or just do something that for you is play. And so this is a good question for you. What is it in your life that you're doing that you that really feels like play like you're really enjoying it it turns your brain off uh, for some of you play is creativity for me I know that's a big piece of the puzzle for me I love when I can sit down and play music or uh, write something or create something or work on art to me if I get into that zone that's play so ask yourself what is it that you enjoy doing 
And it may be something that you haven't done for a long time where you think back and go, wow, I used to be, I used to sit down and uh, paint. Like that's something I used to do. I don't do that anymore. Life's become so busy. Maybe, maybe you've got a family and there's just so much going on. Maybe you pull the kids together and go, look, we're going to do, we're going to study art. We're going to do like art time. Each person does their own thing. Um, I just had one of my clients do that. And he, he set aside uh, art study time and his kids and himself are like doing an online course together. And I thought, ah, oh, that's great. And it was such a, it seemed like it was such a cool way to both bring him and his family on board with having more playtime. And as you know, if you're a parent, then, you know, you can't always just unplug and go do your own thing. So the more you can integrate play with your family in a way that honors you, like in a way that you feel like you're getting something out of it and you're not just being camp counselor, then everybody wins. You're happier. Kids are happier. And, uh, and kids are more connected to play. I mean, they, we, we sometimes lose that in our kid inside of us. We think, well, we have to be adults now, especially if you're a parent. But actually, if you can play and, and drop into that zone with your kids, it's so much more satisfying and you're getting nourished and you're going to have less stress. So again, see what you can do to both integrate movement and play on a daily basis in your life. So that's number 10. So those are my top 10 tips going into the new year for hunter types to just start the year off right. Have a good year. Now, I'm going to give you one bonus tip which is, and this is optional, but I want you to, to highly consider starting some kind of meditation practice. Uh, what this is doing, as you've heard me talk about in the past, is it's building the muscle of mindfulness. It's going to help with your focus. It's going to reduce stress. Um, it's going to create your ability to be present in the moment and have a greater sense of strength when something pulls at you that you in your mind say, I don't want to get sucked down that road. The more mindfulness you have, the more your ability to say no to that is going to be, you're going to have greater strength to do that. So you could start by attending a group. That's a really good, I mean, especially if you've never done it before, it's going to be uh, like, look online, just look, look at meditation groups in your area. See if you can find something there. If that's not an option, use an app. So, you know, look at Headspace or um, Insight Timer actually is the one I would recommend. That one's really good and that's free. Um, got, has so many different meditations on it. There's a, there's a, you've got a timer that's, you can set up like a five minute meditation. Uh, there's lots of guided meditations. So Insight Timer, I can very, very much recommend that one. As well as like getting some books, expose yourself to why people meditate. Expose yourself to the different techniques of meditation. Uh, and start with something simple, but find something that calls to you. There's so many different flavors of meditation. Ultimately, it's about building mindfulness, but find something that really reaches out to you. See if you can do a five minute practice every day, uh, beginning of the day or the end of the day, depending on which one works best for you. I know one of my um, clients, him and his wife are now doing yoga and meditation before they go to bed. And they said it's just helping their sleep. It's helped their relationship. So that might be something that you and your spouse might want to consider. The more you can actually have another person support you in any of these things that I've mentioned, the better off you're going to be. So think back to that list and say, like, where can I get support in any of this? Including reading this, like write this list down and sit down with someone else and just walk through it. And including like, well, I don't want to do this one. But th these really jump out as the, the pieces that I'd really like to focus on. 
So I hope that helps. I'm going to review that list one more time. So number one, pattern interrupt. Number two, cardio exercise. Number three, nutrition, feeding your brain, nourishing your brain with giving it what it needs. Four is goal setting. Five is replacing phone time with something more nourishing and productive. Number six, reaching out for support. Number seven, getting your thoughts going in a good direction in the morning. Number eight, be mindful of what you speak. And number nine is schedule wind down time at the end of the night. And number 10 is commit to more movement and play. And the bonus track, (laughs) the bonus item is start some kind of meditation practice going into 2019. So I really hope that was helpful to you. And as I mentioned, we have our workshop coming up. If that feels like if you want support on those kinds of items, this is the perfect opportunity. We've but this is our fourth one. Uh, and each one just gets better and better and better. So if you want to connect with people in the audience, get some support on some of the items that I mentioned today, I can't stress enough. I created this for you guys and I think it's reasonably priced. Uh, it's your way of also contributing to this work. It's how this work gets out into the world. I, this is we're a small press. I'm, this is not some giant organization. So it also supports this work when you join the workshop. But more importantly, I mean, it's you're going to get something good out of it, guaranteed, hands down. It's going to give you some pieces that are going to make your life more wonderful. And it and I think it's a good financial investment if you feel if you've got the time. Uh, again, we're going to be recording it. So if you miss, if you can't you only hit a couple of them, that's great. You'll still have access to the Facebook group and you'll be able to listen and review uh, the sessions you missed after. So again, if you're interested, go to um, alive life, life, excuse me, alive life slash course, or go to drummer in the great mountain.com. Click on the banner at the top. Uh, as well as check your email because I'll be sending out a few more emails about the, uh, the workshop. We are starting to fill up. So get in. We do set a limit so that everyone can get um, some support that they need. If we have too many people, then, uh, you know, I'm sorry if you've gone to other workshops and we've, we've turned you away. We apologize. Um, but we can't have if we have too many people, then it just doesn't create an intimate experience. So Get on it if you can. We have the early bird special going on through January 12th. So check that out. And uh, as we've discussed in the past, we are a small press and reviews really help. So if you could uh, put a a review on iTunes, um, Goodreads. I'm looking through my text here. It's been a while since I I can't read. It's been a few months. so I got to remember what all these notes were. Uh, iTunes, iBooks. We did add the book to Amazon. So we still get a better deal from the website, from our website. So I would highly recommend going there, but you can get the book through Amazon. If you've gotten the book and you enjoy the book, uh, consider hopping on Amazon and writing us a review. That would be so helpful because it gets people to read the book if they've never connected to it before. Share your experience. Take It'll take you like three minutes uh, it would be so helpful, and I really appreciate all those who have already put a, a review up on Amazon. So uh, it, the book is there. Uh, so check that out. Um, also, if you're new to the podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to the beginning episodes. It's the first 20 episodes. We take the book and we go chapter by chapter through Drummer in the Great Mountain. 
And so it's the audio companion. That's what the original intention of this podcast was about, was being the companion for the book. So highly recommend go back and listen to those start from the beginning uh, and review, get the book, review it, go through the book through that way. You're going to get so much information uh, that if you just got the book, listen to the podcast. It's a good companion to the book. Uh, Let us know what topics you'd like us to cover in the new year. We're back on track. I'm looking forward to getting many more podcasts out this year. Last year, as we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, was a very challenging year with family health issues. So I am looking forward to reviewing some of the topics that you've mentioned. I've definitely gotten some excellent emails. So I'm listening and we're working on a, a schedule going into this next year. So expect more podcasts. Bob Man's coming back. So we're going to have a really fun year. This is going to be a great year for the, I have a feeling this is going to be one of those um, big years for the podcast in this work. It's, I think it's going to go to another level. Um, and let's see. So yeah, go to, if you're interested in the book, go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com. Uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter. If you haven't already, hit the like button for the Facebook. And um, YouTube, I'm looking forward to getting back on track on that. You can go to um, drummerinthegreatmountain.com, click in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll be able to see some of the... uh, the uh, a lot of the podcasts are now on YouTube, and we will have some uh, original content coming up here in the next few months. I've already done a couple interviews already, so um, keep an eye on that. And most importantly, get on the email list if you haven't. That's how you find out what's what's going on and what's the latest in our world with hunter types, all things hunter types. So anyway. Hope you are having a wonderful 2019 so far, and I'm looking forward to connecting with you in the workshop if you can. And until next time, be well. <laughs>